Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we bring you June 17th through 23rd in the wonderful year of 1992. I don't know what to say about 1992. Let's let the week speak for itself. June 17th, antitrust case unused computer equipment dismissed. Wang Laboratories, Inc., said a federal judge had dismissed an antitrust case brought against it by dealers in used computer equipment. The company said the federal district court in San Francisco had ruled that Wang was free to carry out its April 1991 pricing policy. (laughs) Under the policy, Wang (laughs) Wang charged a fee for operating system licenses from customers who purchased its equipment from used equipment dealers. Jesus. I couldn't get through that. You were laughing more than I was, and I had to keep reading Wang. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna level with everyone right now. The reason I put this in there was it was kind of a tough news day and this had Wang in it, so <laughs> we're grown-ups. We're adults. Speaking of adults, June 18th, Billy Ray, not loyal to country. This is this is an article. If Billy Ray Cyrus were really a country singer, he'd have some achy breaky vocal cords to go with that famously damage-prone heart. Scandalous. This article basically goes on to criticize Cyrus for not being a true-to-country singer and more of a, quote, bar rocker, with quotes in the article, like, to the extent that Cyrus is country is more in his manner than his music. The article ends with, quote, Cyrus has looks hooks, energy, and likability on his side. Hmm. And as long as the hooks keep coming, so most likely will the hits. But unless he can probe deeper and get beyond the stock sentiments of his first album, those hits won't linger in a demanding listener's heart, achy breaky or otherwise. Man, this guy did not like Billy Ray Cyrus. He really didn't. Picking on Billy Ray, like, it's, it's kind of like picking on a kid. It's too easy. Yeah, like, I just feel bad. Maybe because this guy, like, foresaw potentially a big career and something other than achy breaky heart. Yeah. But let's just move on. Moving on. June 19th. Secondhand smokes hazards for children reported by EPA. Really? Exposure to secondhand tobacco smoke accounts for tens of thousands of serious respiratory ailments each year in young children, especially infants. The environmental protection agency reported thursday this was news in 1992 i don't know let's just move on okay gross yeah june 20th estonia adopts the croon and becomes the first former soviet republic to replace the ruble the soviet ruble also today bush moves to give break to defense firms commerce the president abolishes fees on the sale of arms and commercial goods developed from military pacts one estimate pegs industry savings at 40 million a year blah 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 boohoo defense contractors i didn't even really read the article you'll be okay june 21st blacks on clinton team say whites make the decisions why do i always read these ones i don't know how it works out like that (laughs) (laughs) black staff members working for arkansas governor bill clinton's campaign complained that they lack influential input into its daily operations a problem they say has fostered mixed messages and scheduling mishaps that have undercut clinton's effort to build support within the black community black campaign workers for instance argue that they could have better advised clinton on how to avoid the prolonged flap over his condemnation of a black rap singer so that his objections to her comments were better received by blacks. I think the lesson to take out of this is be like Bernie Sanders. He and Killer Mike are like best friends. I know, that's so cool. Did you see the Coachella video? Yeah. Killer Mike and his group uh, run the Jewels who I saw twice last year somehow, despite not being a huge rap fan. (laughs) They put on a great show, by the way. Mm. So at Coachella this year, they were playing, and they had an intro video by Bernie Sanders. That's so cool. That's hilarious. Hillary Clinton didn't have a video at Coachella. 
Donald Trump didn't have a video at Coachella. Bernie did. So sad that he's pretty much done at this point. We as a nation mourn for you, America. Let's move on to June 22nd. Two skeletons excavated in Yekaterinburg are identified as Tsar Nicholas II of Russia, obviously, and Tsarina Alexandra. I don't know. I, I think I butchered that. I didn't know name. that Tsarina was a title. I know. It's like that, Khaleesi. It's like the like princess. Yeah, like princess, princess, princess Kal Khaleesi. Um, I'm out of examples. That's okay. Uh, also, oh jeez. Man killed after bravado leap off 140 foot bridge. This happened in Coopville, Washington. A man shouted, Yahoo! <laughs> and jumped to his death from oh a 140 foot bridge after telling his drinking buddies that he'd leapt from higher elevations. A sheriff's <laughs> officer said on Sunday, the man leapt Saturday afternoon off the Deception Pass Bridge. Good old day drinking. Speaking of day drinking, I have a short story for you. Okay. So I went over to some friend's house uh, yesterday, that yesterday being Friday, we record on Saturdays. So I'm over at their place. I was supposed to get there between 7 and 8. I was there at 7.45. They were out picking up a friend. So I got to their place, parked my car. I was on their porch. I opened a beer. It was a nice day out. I was sitting on a chair. I felt okay about it. You can drink on a porch. I, can, I think illegal. you can drink on a porch. No, it's not illegal. I was drinking on it's my just porch mildly questionable. This week. It's fine. So I open the beer and 30 seconds later, a 10 year old walks by across the street, looks at me and yells over Corona. <laughs> and I shook my head and I said, nope, I did not know what to make of the situation. Nope was the only word I could get out. And the kid looks over and yells, ah, oh, shit. Well, I don't fucking know. He, I'm not kidding. He was no older than 10. He, uh, <laughs> he's a budding beer connoisseur, I oh guess. Oh my God. He just needs to watch the potty mouth. I need to move. You know what? Another 10 years, he's going to be a, uh, a sommelier. Ooh. Or maybe. like a beer sommelier. Is that a thing? Like a sommelier for beer? I get the feeling it will be. Well, the moral of the story is don't go day drinking near really tall bridges that I'm assuming by the name are deceptively shorter than they look. June 23rd, Chronicle. The article title just said Chronicle. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Her name and the distinctive trill of her voice have become inexorably linked with the subject of sex. So it seems strange to envision Dr. Ruth Westheimer as the head of the neighborhood Y. But that's exactly the new job she undertook with her inauguration last week as president of the YW slash YMHA of Washington Heights and Inwood. Quote, who would have thought that at age 64 I would be called Madam President and they would make a gavel my size, Dr. Ruth said yesterday. At her installation, the Manhattan Borough President gave her a three foot long gavel. Dr. Ruth is herself four feet seven inches tall. <laughs> So we looked into Dr. Ruth's Wikipedia. She is maybe the most interesting woman in the world. Sex expertise aside, as a small child, she fled Nazi Germany after her father was taken. She was trained as a sniper in Israel and was seriously wounded in action by an exploding shell during the Israeli War of Independence in 1948. And if you're wondering, she is still alive today at the age of 88. Yeah, super cool. Super cool lady. Uh, another thing I didn't even write down, a, cu- a couple years ago, an off-Broadway play opened called, um, I think it was Becoming Dr. Ruth, mm. and it starred Deborah Jo Rump. Who you Dr. might Ruth. be familiar with as Mrs. Foreman. She also had a role Kitty in Foreman. Seinfeld, I don't remember. She was. She was and in she was Seinfeld. Like, uh, she was like an assistant or a stage manager or something, something for like Jerry that. in one episode. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. All right, that finishes off the week. Let's hop into movies and music, I guess. What do you want to do first, movies or music? Let's do movies. Movies are... All right. At the top of the box office, number one spot, Batman Returns. 
Nice. Interesting fact. Who's so, Batman in this one? This is Michael Keaton, isn't is this it? Keaton? Okay. We're clicking on it and finding uh, it. Oh, I hope it's Keaton. This it is, is Keaton. Keaton. Nailed right, good it. Call. So, in Batman, like Tim Burton's Batman, and in Batman Forever, the movies that come before and after this particular Batman, Robin Williams was offered roles. Yeah. In Batman Forever, he was offered the role of the Riddler, which was yeah. taken up in... Jim Carrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canadian Jim Carrey. Canadian. Not American Jim Carrey. That's right. That's that's all I got for you on Batman. Oh, uh, that's I mean, this was a this was a good Batman movie. Yeah, good job, Batman. Uh, praise be to number two, Sister Act. I love Sister I Act. Know. This is a great movie. Classic Whoopi um, Goldberg. And I'm just gonna throw a shout out to Katie. I know you're one of the people still listening to this. Sister Act is like one of your favorite movies, so I'm mentioning your name. There Let's you move go. on. Patriot Games is at number three. I don't know that name. Harrison Ford. Oh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah you're right. One. Yeah. Uh, House Sitter, Lethal Weapon three. At number seven, we've got Encino Man. We mentioned the Encino <laughs> Man himself last week. That's true. Brendan Fraser. Got Alien 3 on here, and right at the bottom of the list, Basic Instinct and Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World at the bottom because it's been 19 weeks, yeah. so... It's still doing, it's still doing all right. That was a party time. Not a bad week for movies. Excellent. Music time. Onto the Billboard Top 100. Disappointingly in the number one spot, I'll Be There by Mariah Carey. I listened to this song, not a Mariah Carey song I really remembered, but I actually like, I like this one. I am very split on Mariah Carey, as you know. Some mm. songs I love, some songs I hate. This one, I think, is gonna work its way onto the good side. Coming in at number two, a song we've talked about before, uh, Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Who hasn't talked about this song? True. At three, we have Jump by Crisscross, also Great a song, song we've covered. Mm. At number four, though, one of my favorites of theirs, Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. One of my, yeah, one of my least unfavorite songs. Songs. Um, I'm going to say something very unpopular. You are right not now. a Chili Pepper fan. I'm really not much of a oh, Chili Pepper fan. Oh, I like fan. the Chili Peppers. Have Most you heard their new single? Do. No, I haven't. It's it's okay. Well, I mean, it's good, but it's Chili Peppers, so you might not enjoy it. I'll give it a listen. Uh, they've been growing on me a bit lately, but just growing up, I really didn't like the Chili Peppers. This song's not bad though. Number five, finishing off the top five, we've got "My Lovin'," "You're Never Gonna Get It" by On Vogue. Really, really classic 90s song it's just got such a 90s feel to it speaking of classic 90s songs coming in at number eight Uh eggy breaky heart by billy ray cyrus oh yeah don't break my heart i mean we've already talked i think we've already talked enough about achy breaky heart this week agreed moving down the list there's not a lot on here ain't too proud to beg by tlc life is a highway by tom cochrane which Which i learned the other week was a 90s song that's true that was the relatively recent song of the week um tears in heaven by eric clapton sad sad song oh that's the one about his like yeah child isn't it yeah Yeah, that's really sad yeah Oh. oh Bohemian nice. Rhapsody at 28. We both caught onto that at the we exact did. same time. Yeah, Clinging probably... onto the charts from Wayne's World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we end it with Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, no. No? What are we looking at? What are we looking at? We end it with number 39, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. Ooh. Friday That's a Cure song, I know. Yeah. I was, I was talking with, I was talking with a friend not too long ago about not knowing many Cure songs, and this is another one that I just forgot about. The Cure is a great band. I just, I don't know enough about music. While we're on the topic of music, I think you should drop your song of the week. All right. My song of the week this week comes from an album called Phantom Power. Came out in 1999 by the band The Tragically Hip. This week's song of the week is Bob Cajun. Very fitting. So very fitting for a few reasons. First, and 
unfortunately foremost, the band's lead singer, Gord Downey, uh, re- very recently announced that he has an inoperable, incurable, cancerous brain tumor. So that's sad news. The hip are doing what we're perceiving to be their last big tour. So they're going all across the country. There's a whole big hoopla with Ticketmaster because Ticketmaster fucks. Oh, yeah, um, that's extreme. I hope it actually leads to some change. I hope it does too. However, this song in particular is, I would say, one of the most Canadian songs there is. It is. Bob yeah. Cajun invokes like that feeling like you're at the cottage and it's a starry night and there's a bonfire. It's summer Canadiana at its finest. Yeah, and it's like if you're if you've ever been to that area for the Canadian listeners, it's such a nice area, the Kawarthas and yeah. everything. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. My dad had a cottage up there when he was growing up. For you American listeners who may not be familiar and are thinking, how in the sweet hell do I spell Bob Cajun? It's B O B. C-A-Y-G-E-O-N. Highly recommend giving it a listen. Fantastic summer song. All right. And uh, yeah, that just about does it. Oh shit, we didn't do it this week on. No, of course we didn't because our Spot 90 Spotlight really ties into this week on. We're mentioning a few different shows that could be on this week, but maybe you don't want on. I think this is, we're going to hop right, should we hop right into it? Sure. Our Spotlight this episode is... The shitty episode. Oh, the shitty one. So, you know, it's summer. Reruns are on all the time. You're bored. But a show you love is going to be coming on soon. How much did it suck when that show started and it was one of the shitty episodes? Even good shows had shit. You know, like clip shows or other ones that just really weren't that good. Nowadays, you watch it on Netflix or something, you skip it. Entertainment is everywhere. Back then, you had to sit through it or maybe find something better to do. A good example of what was usually a shitty episode is what's known as a bottle episode, which according to Wikipedia, is produced inexpensively and restricted in scope to use as few non-regular cast members, effects, and sets as possible. So usually, because of a limited budget and other reasons listed, uh, bottle episodes suck. There are some notable exceptions, and I think we'll save those for if and when we cover bottle episodes at some point in which time. Which I think we, I think we should. Oh, we did, yeah, I'm covered. sure we will. Yeah. They also often took the form of clip shows, which are almost always awful. Yeah. And then there's some episodes that, for one reason or another, just didn't turn out as good as the others and stand as outliers in a series you may have otherwise loved. Um, you know, I also think that, you know, especially in the 90s, TV shows are putting out 20, 25, sometimes even more episodes per season. Not all of them are going to be good ones. This changed somewhat after the 90s. Something unique to, well, not unique to the decade, but something that sort of ended shortly after. With the writer strike of 2007, uh, a lot of hour-long shows stopped being 20-plus episodes and are now maybe 10, 15 episode seasons if you're really lucky yep. uh, with more of a focus on quality instead of quantity which I guess overall has led to better TV. Alright so some notable shitty episodes. This list is completely subjective and very little actual evidence is put and put into it so yeah, don't just don't read too much into this. Quickly went through episode lists and just decided hey this episode wasn't good. So for The Simpsons, season 6, episode 3, the episode was titled Another Simpsons Clip Show. Yes, this episode is called another Simpsons clip show implying that there already was one, which there was in season 4. However, as far as clip shows go, it wasn't actually that bad. The episode received pos- 
positive reviews from critics, and it was actually called as good as a clip show ever gets. So yeah, their first eh. clip, their first clip show was the April Fools uh, episode. Yeah, so it had like its original content was solid. This one not so great, not so much. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm hesitant to call it shitty. It's just not good. It's something yeah. that nowadays I would definitely skip, and maybe if I saw it in syndication, it'd be kind of boring. And the next episode we're gonna cover is is another Simpsons episode, season nine, episode two, Principal and the Popper. This is probably the second Simpsons episode in all nine seasons that I really don't like. It's not even that bad. I liked it when it aired, but it's one of the most controversial episodes of The Simpsons, and in retrospect, I don't like. Many fans and critics, this is the Armin Tanzarian episode. Yeah. Yeah, where Principal Skinner is revealed to be a fraud. Yeah, that was um, weird. And it was received pretty negatively. Uh, just the revelation that Skinner was an imposter. Matt Groening, uh, the creator of the series, and Harry Shearer, who voices Principal Skinner, didn't like it. Some people do, but just overall, I just, I hate, I hate it as part of the lore of The Simpsons. Agreed. Yeah, I would like to erase that from history if I could. And really after season 9, season 10, season 11, those... Simpsons declines a lot. So after a certain point, every episode's kind of not great. If you saw it in reruns back then, which would really be pushing the year 2000 by that point, kind of sucked. Let's move on to Seinfeld. They had two clip shows, one called The Highlights of 100. Uh, it was an hour-long clip show. That's bullshit. The second one, The Chronicle, gets a little bit of a pass. This was season nine, episodes 21 and 22. The only reason it gets a bit of a pass is because it came right before the finale. But at the crux of Seinfeld, in looking for a shitty episode, here's what we've come up with. The Suicide, Season 3, Episode 15. Neither of us actually know if this is a shitty episode, but we concluded that for our purposes it's shitty because neither of us remember it. And in going through the list of Seinfeld episodes, there's something about every single episode yeah, somewhere in that, that you remember. Summary, it's just, oh, this one. Oh, yeah. that one. Huh, I remember that. The Junior Mints. Oh, man. Yada, yada, yada. The Sponge. Soup Nazi. Whatever. We could do this all day. Yeah. This episode was not one that we remember. That's how high the bar was set. Yeah. That being said, we did leave out the first and second season just because we didn't want to pick on it. There probably are some first and maybe a couple second season episodes that, if you saw it again, probably wouldn't be that great. I put down another couple shitty episodes in some shows that matter to me. You can uh, do it if you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, in Star Trek The Next Generation, it had one clip show. The entire series. It's called Shades of Grey, and it's bad. As far as clip shows go, The Simpsons managed to pull it off pretty well. This just sucks. One of the worst episodes besides Star Trek TNG season one episode Code of Honor, aka the racist episode, yeah. where the bad guys are essentially a race of black people who want to steal Tasha Yar. That has been panned as possibly one of the worst Star Trek episodes of all time. Maybe one of the worst television episodes of all time. Yeah. I'm gonna make one more note on Star Trek. I'm gonna try <laughs> not to talk about Star Trek too much on the podcast just so we don't lose too many listeners. <laughs> Star Trek Deep Space Nine had a really, really rocky first season. This is best exemplified by two episodes, If Wishes Were Horses, where the episode's antagonist is Rumpelstiltskin, and Move Along Home, where the crew is transported into some alien game where Quark has to play the way out of it. That I doesn't sound that. bad, but I promise you, that episode is really bad, and I'm very surprised that that episode alone wasn't enough to just cancel the entire series. Goes on to become a lot better of a show. I love it. I'll talk about Star Trek Deep Space Nine in some detail. Just know, those episodes are a and that's about it for the shitty episode. All right. Do you have anything else to say? Any other notable no. shitty episodes? You know what? 
No. Hit us up on Facebook. When we post yeah. this, yeah, I want to hear from you. Give us a show that you like and let us know an episode from that show that you hate and you never want to see it again in otherwise an amazing show. It's enough to Please make a kid go outside. All right, moving on to our sponsorship segment. So as you all know, we don't have any real sponsors. We're still figuring out the whole $10 sponsor thing. So until we get to that, we're going to kind of come back to our roots a little bit and give you a actually a not fictitious, a kind of fictitious sponsor. I hope it's not fictitious. This week's kind of not fictitious sponsor is you, the listener. Oh, we could have tied we could have made this like some kind of PBS thing. Thanks yeah. to viewers like you. Oh man, it could be. <sighs> but viewers like you might actually be a corporation. Might be. I think it's like, yeah, viewers like oh, you may of- actually be a company that exists damn it pbs i so thought like, that was real anyway this week uh we'd like to take a minute or two just to thank you for sticking around chris and i were talking about it and realistically we're 20 something episodes in we probably would have stopped by now if it was just our family and friends listening but as it turns out we've got people all over north america and some overseas mailing us and leaving us facebook messages and that kind of thing so the fact that you are all here and with us and listening and interested in what we're doing and want to have a part in it you are what is keeping this podcast going yeah you're giving us the drive to carry on and keep making episodes in what otherwise would have been just another one of our crazy schemes we have some schemes you'll be hearing about one later oh yeah we've got we've got schemes schemes up our sleeves it's the schemiest but in the meantime thank you again just for listening to the show and being a part of what we're doing here. That's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I got too. Let's finish the episode. <laughs> As always, you can find us online. I always forget that shit, so you just say it. All right. Our website is stuckin90spodcast.com. Yeah, that's right. You can email us, stuckin90spodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at stuckin90spodcast. We're on Twitter at SIT. 90s sit 90s uh what else is there i don't know if there's anything else if you want a 10 dollars sponsorship spot if you have you know a 15 to 30 second plug that you'd like we'll talk about your etsy store or your facebook page your instagram or your youtube or i don't know collection of tears in a bottle yeah if you've got like a weird mole on your back and you'd like our opinion Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we're not Unsolicited doctors. Unsolicited medical advice? Unsolicited medical advice. We're that not doctors, but we'll take a look. That might just be a new spin. That could just be a spinoff podcast. Unsolicited, Unsolicited medical, medical advice. advice from people who have no medical training whatsoever. Remember how we were talking about schemes? Uh, I think the last thing we have to do is just pick what we're doing next year. Um, I'm going to give it a spin. 91? 1991. We will be doing June 24th. Through 30th, 91. Yeah, we're t- going one week forward and one year back. I actually counted the seven out <laughs> properly this time. I didn't even use my fingers until after the fact. Oh, I always do. For now, I think uh, the podcast is now over. It sure is.